Hey, in this episode, Coach Sutton and uh, we break down the power of being broke and how it can really spur creativity and how in most cases is better than getting started in the stock market with having a lot of money. Let's dive into it and unpack the power of broke. Do you feel like you were meant to live a life of financial abundance? Like you know your money is supposed to work harder for you than you work for it? Maybe you heard about the stock market and the new millionaires being created and wonder, why not me? Maybe you want to invest in the stock market, but you don't know where to start. Maybe you have a 401k or an IRA, but you want to enjoy your money now, not just in retirement. Maybe you've already had some success in the stock market, but you want to take it to the next level. Working for somebody else and watching free YouTube videos will only get you so far. To truly be financially free, it takes a strategic game plan, an investor's mindset, and a willingness to take calculated risks. When you're ready to get out of the rat race and onto the fast track, join us here where we break down how to manage money, how to navigate the stock and options market, and how to approach investing with the right mindset. I'm Jason Brown, stock market coach and options trader, and this is the Five Year Millionaire Podcast. It's a look. I think we we were just talking about basically like blowing up your account <laughs> essentially. And I know I'm guilty of blowing up several accounts. And a lot of times people think like having money is the solution or or like being in a rush to hurry up and make some money, but a lot of times they're in a rush and they just blow up your account. I know I can speak to that, which is why. Amen. Is why it's like, let's, hey, look, let's slow down, let's slow down and let's pace ourselves here. Because when you got no money to trade, let's say you got a little money, you got like okay. two, three, four, five thousand dollars. We can work with that two, three, four, five thousand. But when you go down to zero, not only, now, now here, we're going to talk about sometimes it's better to start with no money, but it's, harder i think to start with no money when you had some money and you blew it just because you was in the rust so now you're not just starting from zero you start from zero with a chip on your shoulder you start from zero with a war wound an unnecessary wound because you're like oh. <laughs> you're like look i'm at zero i'm at zero and i'm pissed i'm at zero and i don't know if i believe this really works so if you've ever lost money in the stock market, hey, stick with us. This one for you. There's still hope. There's still life after death, after blowing, after blowing up in the couch. Well, let me hear from you, Coach. Uh, what, talk to me. Well, I was going to one-up you because I've had to sit across that dining room table and talk to the spouse and say, no, baby, I need more. And I will. I pr promise I'll never do it again. And we need to you know, pull some money out of other resources. And that, that is the... It's not a good conversation. Uh, not a fun conversation, but sometimes it is the reality of yeah. being in this industry and being in this business and putting capital at risk. But here's what we want to tell you. Here's the good news. If you're a person out there that's listening and you have absolutely no money to start trading with, we believe that having no money to start trading with can actually be better than having money to trade with. And here's why, and I'd love to get your take on this. I'm just talking from my own experience. When I look back to being that 18 year old college student who was like, I want to get in the stock market. I don't know how it works. I don't have any money. 
I believe the reason I got to where I'm at is because I didn't have any money. And when I didn't have any money, I was hungry for knowledge. I was just like, well, how does it work? Like, so when I get some money, I want to be ready. I want to know how does this stuff work? So I was just so interested in studying. So then when I finally got my graduation money, I put that $2,000, I, mean, I opened like a mutual fund account or something at a bank and they ended up losing my money. But again, I was right back to not having any money. I lost $1,300. I had 700 bucks. So then I took the 500 I had left. I spent 200 on some Jordans or something. But I was, to me, 500, I was like, I'm back to not having any money. But because of that, I was like, I can't really afford any good stocks because I was just trading Sprint, making like $50. That's what led me to options. And so when I think about like my, over my, I don't know, career of trading, of anything that has typically happened good to me, it's typically come out of, lack of resources actually it didn't come because i had an abundance of resources it actually came because i had no choices no resources so i had to go study grind get the information and i had to be resourceful and figure out how to get more money which eventually if people know my story led me to taking that ten thousand dollar student loan because i was like "Ooh, i can get i had a scholarship to mike Hiller school of business wayne state university of detroit if i take this ten thousand dollar student loan I can now add that to the 500 that I was flipping and I can grow it faster, but, but hear me out. I was only confident that I could take that $10,000 student loan and move it because I really started with nothing. Started with the 2000, they lost it. Not me, I ain't owning that. They lost the 1300. But because I had that 500 and not much money, because I grinded with the knowledge, with the practice, then tried it with a small account, I was able to feel confident to pull the trigger on what would be one of my last magician acts <laughs> to get <laughs> to get to get some extra money. So what so what's your thoughts about starting with no money? Because everyone's like, I gotta have a lot of money. What are your thoughts about either starting with having a lot of money or having no money? And why it could be more beneficial to not have any money? Because for me, it was definitely beneficial because it made me think outside the box and be more creative it also made me be patient because i knew like i wasn't coming in with 500 trying to change the world i was happy with making 50 dollar returns and, and that's another thing i think when people have money their expectations even though they got high money they got low knowledge they want yeah. big results yeah and i think that goes into to the that patience you were talking about because what's great about this trading business, it's like, you know, people are making money in the market. People are losing money in the market. How do I become the one that's making it? So it's like, all right, the proof of concept is there. The market's real. Okay. If that's true, which it is, then what do I need to do to be able to participate in this long term? Because from a business model perspective, it opens up a lot of possibilities as far as time and geography and uh, some of that freedom. And what that means is, I could potentially do this into later years in my life would pass the post general idea of retirement. But if I get kicked out of the game early, I'm never going to be able to participate long-term. So be a little bit patient. And if not having money right now forces you to be patient, well then say thank you because it will help protect you from making some of those bad decisions. What do I mean by bad decisions? Because those with larger bank accounts 
can oftentimes insulate themselves from their bad habits. And so they can just write a check and go again, but they may not learn the lessons along the way. And that high cost of ignorance can cost a whole lot more than the patience of education and putting in the work. So one of the important things here is that you have to turn that struggle into your advantage. It's like, okay, if I don't have a lot of, then I have to find, and I have to be, be very agile and I have to manage my expectations and it's going to take me a bit longer. These are all things that sound like horrible, but really long-term, it can end up being a great value and protect you from the other dark side of having a larger trading account. Yeah. And anybody listening to this that knows a doctor or a lawyer, if mm. you are a doctor or a lawyer, you know, we put, we coming down your street because typically high earners like doctors, lawyers, they're smart in their field. They're smart as a doctor, they're smart as a lawyer, sometimes even engineers or, you know, they're smart in their field. And they take that smartness and they come over to the stock market where none of that matters. What they studied in school, how long they went and studied anatomy, bones of the body, brain, none of that matters. Law, none of that matters when it comes to the stock market. It's a totally different beast. That stuff may help you, but it's a different beast. But I know so many doctors, lawyers who come over to the stock market and get slaughtered, meaning they lose 50, 100, $200,000. And they don't really learn the lesson because they're high earners. They might be earning four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year, and so they lose one, two hundred thousand dollars. They're like, no problem. Give me three hundred sixty-five days, I get another half a million of which two, right. three hundred of it I could put into the stock market, no problem. And so they could go two, three years in a row losing two, three hundred grand, and it's no big deal. But it's that reminder that it's not about how much money you have. I tell people, if you won the lottery right now, and I said, what would you invest in? What stock would you buy? Like you won the lottery today, right now. Time you listen to this, just give it about an hour. You won the lottery. So no, <laughs> give it an hour. Whenever you listen to this, come back. You won the lottery. What stock would you invest in? Most people be like, I don't know. Like, okay, how would you manage that? And you want a million dollars. How would you manage that million dollars so that it paid you for the rest of your life? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. I would call the financial advisor. I'm like, okay, no problem. How would you know if you picked a good financial advisor or a bad one? Whew. They like never quite thought about it. Like, how would you know if you picked a good one or a bad one? How do you know what they're telling you is even the best way to manage some money? Because you've never paid attention to the stock market. You never paid attention to buying low, selling high, understanding charts. You don't know how taxes work with the stock market. And so having money is not a substitute for education and knowledge and learning how this industry works, which also means if you broke, we're not letting you off the hook either. Not having money is not an excuse for not having the knowledge and the education of how the market works. But here's what we're trying to say is that all roads lead to the education and knowledge, whether you have money or not, but the person with money without the education will soon lose it. Or as I heard in one book, a fool in his money is one big party. <laughs> right. And that just simply means a fool. When I heard that, I just, I had to crack up at it because it, you know, I'm from, when I'm, I'm from the hood, like in our neighborhood, let's say somebody got their student loan check 
I was probably the only one I know that put mine in the stock market. Yeah. Dude, when cats got their money, they was acting a fool with it. They went shopping. They went to the strip club. Make, they making it rain on a loan, right? I mean, they buying $1,000 coats, people drinking. They buying out the bar, shots on me, right? And so a fool and his money is one big party. You ever see a lottery winner and you talk to him or you see him on one of these like reality TV shows? Like, what happens? Like, got into drugs, got into hookers. Got huh? <laughs> and then and then there's always this one line. Whether you won the lottery or you're a basketball player, NFL player, what's the one line that they always say? Made a couple bad investments. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, but I'm, we're not laughing at them. We're laughing with them. I'm sure they're laughing at this episode. <laughs> but you always hear that line, made a couple bad investments. I want people to stop and think, like, what does that really mean? What was the couple? And it's like, my boy said, let's open a restaurant. Somebody uh. told me about this high-flying Bitcoin stock or the next marijuana stock. Like, typically when they say made a couple bad investments, translation. They didn't take the time to get the knowledge and the education before they got the money. I once heard it put like this. It says, your talent can take you somewhere. Your character can't keep you. And so whether that's talent, because you can play a sport, whether that's luck, because you won the lottery, whether you got in an accident and got some settlement and some, some money from a lawsuit because you got injured. Typically, that's what I'm saying. Your talent, your luck, your fortune. It's like, boom, overnight, I got half a million dollars. I got a million dollars. I'm a millionaire. But you are not a millionaire. You have a million dollars, but you're not a millionaire because you don't think like one. You don't know how to manage money like one. And so for everybody who'd be like, I want to become a millionaire, it's like, well, guess what a millionaire start with? They start with like not overdrafting a checking account and getting seven to twenty five dollar <laughs> overdraft fees. Like right? a millionaire already knows what's in their bank account. Let's start there. You want to be a millionaire? Like, let's start with your bank account. You want to be a millionaire? Let's start with understanding when to buy and sell stocks, right? Because they dreaming about this stuff before they got the money. They didn't get the money and say, I'm a great stock trader. Right. I'm a great investor. No, no, no. They're like, dude, I've been looking at deals. I couldn't afford them. I, matter of fact, I looked at that stock. And then I looked at it six months later. I was like, had I bought at that price, here's what I would have made. I looked at that house that I was going to get. I saw what they paid for it because it's public knowledge. I went back. I saw what they flipped it for after they fixed it up. Right. Right. So they already. I, I talked to a guy who had bought a property. I said, how'd you know to get that? He said, I've been looking at properties for like three years that I couldn't afford. So when I find, when the opportunity finally came. The lady was like, you only saw it for an hour. How you know you you already ready to put an offer? He's like, no, 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 no. Like, you think I only saw it for an hour. I've been looking in this area and these houses and these neighborhoods and seeing what stuff. I've been watching this stuff for three years. I already know it's a good deal. I already know that this is my opportunity. And so, anyway, I, I can get fired up about this, man, because that like, that's what makes winners. Yeah. Being prepared in the dark. <laughs> Being prepared while you broke. <laughs> but it, now, I, I, I finally got some money. I'm here. Now what do I do? 
People, yeah. you ever heard this Sutton? Tell me this. You ever heard this quote? People be like, once I get some money, then I'm going to holler at you. I'm going I'm to learn that stuff. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? So much of it is, and, and I think about our work in trading, like when we do our analysis, it's like, no, 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 we're looking for a reason not to trade. And you go through all of this work and then it's like, oh my gosh, I can't see a reason not to. Similar to that real estate example. It's like you go and you look at so many and it's like, all right, now I'm, I'm tuned up. I'm ready to recognize a good opportunity. But that comes from the education side of it. So if you jumped in and you had the money and he had bought that first property, maybe it would have worked out, but probably just being the greater fool. It's like they're just buying somebody else's problem that offloaded and found him. But he didn't have the awareness to recognize what was good and bad about it, which goes back to our example here in the stock market is if you don't have the ability to recognize good and bad, you see an opportunity and you have the ability to execute it, still what may not have been the right decision. So not having money forces you to look at opportunities, kind of window shopping, and you do the research, but then when you have your time in to play, you're like, yep. That's the one. And when you don't have money, you look at stuff objectively. Like when I need advice mm -hmm. on something, the best person to get is somebody who has nothing to gain from it or somebody who can't afford it. Because they go ask the questions. Like I'm telling you, think I'm playing. Take, this might sound counterintuitive, but take an investment to not, there's a difference between a broke person and an ignorant person. So I want to make that distinction. Take an investment to a person that has some wits about them, but they broke. Not take it to a broke, ignorant person. You take an investment to a broke, ignorant person, you're like, should I buy this stock? They're going to be like, shoot, yeah, if I had some money, I'd buy stock to just get in the game. Shoot, get that money. It's like, okay, no, that's broke, ignorant. I'm talking about take an opportunity to a broke person who like, how much they charging for it? Hey, I wish I could afford that. So what's the comp rate? What's the return on that? Okay, so if it go up to this, you make how much? What happens if you lose it all? Because I can't, I wouldn't be able to afford to lose it all. They ask questions like that. They like, well, what happened if it go against you? Because like, if I was to, get, I couldn't lose it all. You're like, that's a good question. Can I explain that to them? But my point is that brokenness also puts you in a situation where you're like, I can't lose no money. So it makes you start to look at like, what does a good opportunity look like? What does a good stock look like? Not only that, how do I protect myself from if I'm going to pull this money out of my house because I'm broke, if I'm going to pull this money out of my 401k because I'm broke, if I'm going to sacrifice and not eat this or drive Uber on the weekend because I'm broke, how do I take some risk off the table? And that's what I'm saying. It's different between broke ignorant and like broke literate. It's like broke literate. They ask questions because they are they like, look, this is all I got. I'm not trying to question you because you're a super stock trader. I'm asking these questions because I'm trying to figure out how to make the money and take the risk off the table. Or I'm trying to learn what you know. So when I do get some money, I'm kind of where you at when the time I do come up on some money. And so like, I, I love, I think Damon John wrote a book. I didn't read it. I do have a copy of it. I want to read it, but I, I, the Cliff Notes version of what I understand is, it's called The Power of Broke. And he's talking about how when you broke, the type of questions that you ask are different. The type of creativity that you have as well to come up with financing and funding for a deal is totally different. 
then when you comfortable and you got money, you just like, yeah, let's do it. And if it don't work out, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I got more money coming in. When you broke, you're like, why'd you pick this? Why not that one? How come? Why now? Those are different. That's a different set of questions. But that only comes if you harness the power why you don't have any money to start studying the stuff and asking those questions. And I say, oh, I ain't got no money. I ain't even looking at that. I couldn't do nothing with it anyway if I found something. Like, I hate looking at it because I just get frustrated because I can't invest in it. That's a poor mindset. That's a poor mindset. And on the flip side, if you got a little bit of money, slow your butt down. Because blowing up your account and going back to zero, now you out here with war wounds. So it's like you could possibly, we talked about this and we both mutually agree that one of the things that breaks our hearts is people who, there's two things that break my heart. It was one thing, but really two scenarios that's under the same umbrella. Number one is people who say like, I'm going to try this on my own. They got $5,000, $2,000, $3,000. And they like, how much is a course? 600 bucks or $1,000 for this or $100 a month, whatever. And they're like, nah, I'm going to try it on my own. Breaks my heart when we get that email. It's like, I blew up my account. I see what you was talking about. When I get some money, I'm going to actually invest in your course or your program. And you're like, man, we, I, I would have rather you with $2,000 get the education and go in with zero or spend half the money on education and we work together with 1000 then you blew the whole 2000 and you don't got the education and you don't have the money. That's one person. Second person that breaks both our hearts is the person that got a couple thousand dollars and they making a hundred bucks, hundred bucks, and it ain't enough. And they like, I'm going to speed this up. I'm going to take riskier trades. I'm going to, I'm just going to hurt this week. <laughs> and then you see them consistently making a hundred, a hundred, a hundred, a hundred, a hundred. And you're like, you own your way. All you, if you're taking 2000, you consistently making a hundred, you know, and you make it a hundred a week, it's 400 a month. The only difference between you making 800 a month is having two more thousand dollars. And then they go risk the whole 25, 2400 after making a hundred every week, trying to speed it up, not knowing in five more months, they'd have another $2,000 and then they'd be doing $800 a month, but they try to speed it up and then they get smacked and they go back down to zero. And in both scenarios, what often happens, very rarely does that person come back to the game that lost their money. It was like, I'm going to get your course. Very rarely. What usually happens is the worst line you can ever hear as a stock market coach. I tried something like that before and it didn't work. Oh, oh, it's just like, wow. So it's like talking to a man or a woman who had their heart broke and it's like they really want kids they really want marriage whatever the case may be they really want a family whatever that looks like could be pets picket fence whatever and they get their heart broke once and they're like i tried something like that before um yeah i'm straight i'm just gonna be single the rest of my life i'm just not gonna date no more i'm just or i know i'm going deep here like i i, I it's funny because i was just on not funny it's not funny one of the YouTubers that I follow that came and spoke to us at our YouTube event, I just saw that him and his wife had a miscarriage. And then I read her comments. They they have a beautiful, I believe a daughter. 
but they had a miscarriage recently. They post like a clip of just their journey and how rough it was. But then I read that she had four miscarriages and I thought, but she didn't give up. They got the one daughter, right? And then they didn't let that heartbreak or that pain say like, I'm, we're just not going to have kids, right? I know that's a touchy subject, but I'm just, it's just fresh on my heart and my mind because I saw that. But I think so many people give up on a beautiful industry that's designed to provide for your family, create generational wealth, get you out of debt, get you that dream house car that you can never buy working a W-2 job, help you in retirement. And so many people fall short of recognizing the true power of it because they tried something like that before. But really, they came in gambling. They didn't have the knowledge of education or they had the knowledge of education, but they didn't master fear and greed and they didn't master patience. And I'm like, man, you were so close. You were so close. Don't give up. Don't give up. So God, that's fresh on my mind for people listening, man. So it's like, it's so important to harness the power of rope. It's so important to be patient. It's so important to get back up on that proverbial horse after you've got knocked down. If you've ever lost some money before in the stock market, you got to understand Coach, I know you lost your fair share of money. I lost a quarter million dollars trying to make half a million dollars. Lost it all and had to move back home with my mom to the hood that I hate with bars on the window. And get this, I had to get a job. Newsflash. <laughs> right? That's but I didn't I give up on the industry. Had I gave up on the industry, we wouldn't be talking to you right now. If Warren Buffett gave up on the game, it wouldn't be Warren Buffett. Honest, the power broke. I love it, Jason. Thanks. This has been, you know, being in the, going through it is, is powerful in the conversation. And, it, and I hope it's as helpful to other people listening to us because we're always reminded and working through these things ourselves. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. We ain't got it all figured out. We still, we, we, hey, we still out here trading blows with life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> True. True. The market still be dealing us our setback, but we still in the game. We still alive. We still, still got our health. And we still working on our well. So on that note, we signing off saying, remember, you never go broke taking a profit.